Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Colorado Rockies edition. I am Allison Footer and I'm here with my good buddy Thomas Harding. And Thomas, uh, happy new year. We're, we're kind of sticking with this new year's resolution theme now that we are in 2019 and we can see spring training is pretty much right around the corner. So if you had to name a resolution for the Rockies, a new year's resolution, what would that be? I think they should be bold with a resolution and try to win the National League West for the first time. I mean, last season, for all the excitement about the Dodgers making the World Series, they were tied with the Rockies after 162 games. Um, It looks like, as from a starting pitching standpoint, that's what the Rockies are hanging their hats on. And I still have to kind of question myself whenever I say that, having covered this team going into the 20th year. But they, they do have the starting pitching to hang in there for a full season and we'll see what they can do offensively because that's the that's the key they have to be able to play well enough offensively to 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 make up the difference because you're going to have those wild crazy games of course field and we, you would like for them to dominate there and you need an offense to do it yeah, they have to be feeling pretty good. I, you know, I was thinking about kind of going through the teams and thinking who, yeah, everybody, of course, feels optimistic when they get to spring training. The players are anxious to get things going. But the ones that play for teams that aren't going to be contenders, they know that they're not going to be contenders. And I would imagine the, who's the most excited to kind of get this thing going again. And I would think that the Rockies feel pretty good about uh, about where they are heading into this spring training. I would think there'd be a little pep in their step. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, and that's that'll be the third straight year of that pep. I mean, even before they broke through and got a wild card in 2017, they felt like they were a playoff-type team probably before all of the baseball world did. And, you know, last season it was the same thing. Even when they went through some struggles at midseason, they thought they were good enough to be in the playoffs. And it turned out as long as their starting pitching was pitching well, they had a chance. Um, now they made that little bit of a step further. They went to the National League Division Series. So can they do enough with the offense, with guys like Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, and adding Daniel Murphy? Is that enough to give them that little bit more to get them a little bit further? Yeah, so let's talk about some of the things that the Rockies need to do between um, now and spring training and even beyond that. Um, when you hear other teams talk about where their rosters are and kind of scouring free agency and trying to build their teams, and they also feel like next year could be a really good year. And one of those reasons is because Nolan Arenado could certainly be a free agent. Um, but the Rockies, I would imagine, have different 
expectations and goals when it comes to the third baseman, and they would probably like to keep him. So I guess that would be the number one priority, right, is get this thing settled? Yeah, and one of the reasons why it's such a priority right now is that, same as last year, the teams the team in Arenado talked quite a bit going into the season but Arenado said, listen, we don't want to extend this into the regular season. And the Rockies agreed. So at some point, um, the, the, obviously, the arbitration process is coming up and the Rockies have seven of them, including Arenado. That should get it started. And if they can get something going by the start of the season or like was the case last year, it took them a week into the regular season or during the first week of the regular season to complete the Charlie Blackman deal. That's that would be ideal for Arenado and the Rockies because they don't want a lot of distractions. However, if they don't get this this thing settled, then it's going to hang over the Rockies throughout the season. If they have a a slump like they had in June, people are going to be talking about should Arenado be traded as part of a step back. I don't think the Rockies are going to do that. So the next thing would be can the Rockies bid against those other teams at the end of the year and be nice if the Rockies could settle this with Arenado before the season begins. Um, during the winter meetings, Jeff Breidich, the general manager, did say that the Rockies could go in the $200 million range with him as part of responsibly growing the payroll. Is it going to take a lot more than that? Is it going to take so much more that the Rockies can't do it? Uh, they'll have to just try to settle that thing, and it would be nice if they settled it before the start of the regular season or even before spring training. I would imagine it's got to be really tempting to Arenado to just go ahead and test that market. I mean, the players, um, you know, they wait their whole careers basically for that opportunity. And when you're talking about somebody with his talent level, um, you know, an irreplaceable player in so many ways, I would think that as much as his heart might be tugging him to, to you know, kind of making a deal and, and avoiding free agency, it's kind of, it's got to be hard not to want to do that and jump in and see what you're really what you're really valued as um, on the open market. Yeah, it, it would be a very hard decision, and I think it would be a little bit easier decision, frankly, if it was four or five years ago where guys went to the open market and teams bid on them quickly and mm-hmm. meetings maybe mm-hmm. had that big mega contract. But does he look around and he see? Uh, does he see guys like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado still waiting around for that big deal that um, it, it should come at some point? There are also a lot of very good players that who knows what kind of deal they're going to get now. Arenado's playing a position that's stacked with guys throughout the majors, but there are a lot of teams that could really use him. So, yeah, it, it, it's a difficult decision now. Um, a lot of times it is the market. I mean, what happens with Manny Machado out there, who is an infielder? He's, he played shortstop fairly well for the Dodgers, but you know had been a third baseman. Does does Machado's price help set Arenado's price? And is that one of the reasons why things haven't moved very quickly this winter? Um, I think that Nolan Arenado has every right to get everything he can on the market, and if he's negotiating with the Rockies then I think the Rockies have to realize that Arenado has to treat them a little bit like he's on an open market rather than just, hey, I like these guys and we're going to give them a discount because um, they're, they're going to be third basemen who are going to come out after Arenado. And I think that uh, part of his signing will protect their bargaining power as well. Hey, Thomas, do you remember back in the good old days when a lot of free agents used to sign during the winter meetings? Oh, that was great. Yeah, you would show up in a few days in, say, Texas, where, you know, I I get off of a plane and Mike Hampton is signing for $121 million. 
Yes, yes. Um, you know, they, they would sometimes show up in a coat and tie with their entire families and they're beaming from ear to ear and talking about how they're going to send the kids to the best schools. I mean, yeah, those were the good old days. Yeah. Like who signed at the winter meetings? It was Nate Evaldi. He signed at the winter meetings and everyone's like, wow, this is really super weird. Like he's here in person and they're having a press conference. And uh, that used to happen quite often. Um but yeah, I think the only thing that happens at winter meetings now is um, the prospects come in and play a Fortnite tournament somewhere, and that's about it. Yeah, you you don't see it. I, I remember a couple of years where there were players who would show up almost like job interview times, like they were seeking jobs out there talking to the teams because they knew that the spots would fill up. Now, it seems like right now we're, we're about where... Um, we would be in late November, you know, in the old days. It's so slow these days to try to get your roster set or get those free agents signed. And the teams are certainly patient and have a whole lot of information and players are probably impatient. But, um, you know, you can't sign until you get the offer. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's move on to some other things that the Rockies need to need to get done. They need to. You say they need to consider a catching upgrade. So where are they right now uh, heading into spring training and what would they like to do, do you think? Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation, a catcher for the Rockies, because you've got uh, Chris Iannetta, um, I believe he'll be 36 when the season starts, and also Tony Walters, who has really caught some guys very well defensively, but he didn't break 200 with the batting average. So you have two guys that have some attributes, but – I'm not sure that either at this stage of his career is a full-time starting major league catcher. Um, you you would think you would probably try to push Ionetta in that direction, but do the Rockies go out and try to get you know somebody else uh, that that they can rely on to where maybe Ionetta is getting a percentage of the playing time rather than the lion's share? Um, it's hard because if if the offer that uh, that may, that Yes, Monty Grandal received for the Mets four years, and I think it was something like $60 million that he allegedly turned down. If that is true, that really puts the Rockies in a bad position to try to get him, and I'm not sure exactly how they feel about him defensively at this point in his career. So then you start looking around, and what do you do at the catching position? Um, when I, whenever I talk to various sources um, around baseball, they, they acknowledge that the Rockies are out there looking – of teams are. I would say seven or eight teams are, are are trying to figure out a way to upgrade their own catching, but it's just hard to get an answer. Um, one of the things the Rockies did is that just trying to build some depth, attack the problem with numbers, and uh, they have Tom Murphy, longtime prospect, but he hasn't really, you know, really gotten over the hump yet. They signed Brett Nicholas, who caught some a couple of years ago with the Texas Rangers, did not appear in the majors last year, had a very good triple-A year. He's also going to be in camp with them. So they're trying to get as much depth as possible, but do they really need to upgrade at, at the top of the catching food chain? And, you know, looking at your... Looking at your kind of items that the to-do list that the Rockies have, it just it seems like it's a pretty standard, um, I don't know, a pretty standard rundown of what a team kind of is facing going into um, spring training. They need to figure out a couple bullpen pieces. They have to decide what they want to do with the bench. Um, and and I love that your one of the things to do is be thankful for pitching depth, um, which is. A to be associated with the Colorado Rockies. I think that's outstanding. Um, so, yeah, looking at these things, I mean, they really don't have a lot of tweaking to do, do they? 
I'll tell you what, it's really interesting because most of baseball, um, the reason why we're talking about bullpenning and initial outgetters or openers or I don't know, they need to come up with another creative game for guys who pitch one or two innings at the beginning of the games or one batter guys at the beginning of the games. The reason why that's going on is that large numbers of teams don't have five starting pitchers. And they and, and they look at not only the major league team, but their prospects, and they still can't find five where the Rockies are sitting there with with not only five guys going into the year. Yeah, um, John Gray needs to bounce back from a bad year and Chad Bettis needs to come back from injury. But not only do they go in with five, but Jeff Hoffman, really highly touted guy that they got in the Tulowitzki trade. Is there room for him? He's got to make room for himself. They have a young um, starter by the name of. Peter Lambert, 21 years old in AAA last season, can he force his way in? It's not like it's not like they have to rush him unless they have a bunch of injuries. So, yeah, the Rockies are, are, are in an odd position for the Rockies. And frankly, when you look throughout baseball, an odd position in baseball. I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay had to go to the uh, openers there. Um, Milwaukee, they did a whole lot of bullpenning, but a lot of that had to do with they had some injuries and were breaking in guys i think there'll be less of that with them but that was a team that that almost went to the world series and they at times had a hard time finding five guys to fill out a rotation hmm. times have certainly changed so good stuff thomas thank you happy new year thanks to everybody for listening to mlb extras the colorado rockies edition and we will talk to you next week okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.